Hello and uh, welcome to the first Rhythm and News podcast of fall 2019 semester. I am delighted to be joined by Alexia Sambrano. Is that that's right? Yeah. right? Is there, okay, yeah. yeah. Alexia Sambrano, a artist here at USC. And just to get us started, can you just give us tell us about yourself and what you do and all uh, that? Yeah. Just so, a brief recap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sophomore here at USC. I'm studying neuroscience and cognitive science. So I'm double majoring. And yeah, I pretty much, well, I mostly work with acrylic and oil, um, traditional like visual art. Um, and I started painting, I started drawing like maybe six, seven years ago, but painting I started like two to three years ago. We were kind of mentioning this before we started, but like, how does that? like studying something different like something completely unrelated to art how does that like do you ever want to be you know in like Roski or like completely (laughs) studying art I guess honestly like kudos to all the Roski kids or anyone doing art as like a career path because it's so difficult like I can only imagine the like creative strain that it has on you like having to do it not only as like yeah for fun as a hobby but like as an assignment like (laughs) that just seems like a lot of pressure personally Mm -hmm. like I mean I took a couple art courses in high school but like I can only imagine the difficulty in college yeah like I to a certain degree I do kind of understand like the professionalism of Mm -hmm. the work like I just started my Etsy like I know that that is eventually hopefully crossing my fingers Mm -hmm. gonna be something more than it is but I don't know it's just (laughs) really overwhelming to think of like there's people out there who like actually do this as a job and like it's amazing for them and everything but like I can only imagine how stressful it must be to, yeah. So, like, what drew you to focus on art, in a sense? Like, you said you did this, you started, you know, more like two or three years ago Yeah. So, what was, what kind of, like, drew you to be like, okay, this is something that I really want to do, even if it's just, like, a hobby, not hobby, obviously, but, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. This, uh, apart from my studies, like, apart from my major. Yeah. What is, what, what made you want to, like, focus in on that? Yeah, well... I mean, I always, like, I was pretty kind of more in tune with my creative side, Mm -hmm. I guess you can say, when I was younger. So, like, in high school, I would say, like, I want to be an English major. I want to write. And I was actually on the newspaper. I'm an English major. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted wanted to do English. I wanted to write. I was on my high school uh, newspaper for two years. Like, I wrote a lot about similar, kind Mm -hmm. of the similar topics that I paint about now, like femininity, Mm -hmm. um, like, things close to me, my cultural identity, my you know, my sexuality, whatever. But, like, I just think there was more of a push to, like, use art as a create, like, a emotional outlet rather than, like, oh, something that I turn in as an assignment. Because, um, I don't know, it, for me, it just got really difficult my junior, senior year of high school. So I used it more as a emotional outlet rather than, like, to pursue anything. Yeah, no, definitely. So that's when I kind of started mm-hmm. to, like, actually take it more seriously. Um because before it, it used to be more of like, oh, like I'm just going to doodle something in yeah. my notebook in the margins of, you know, yeah. while I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. But slowly then I started realizing like maybe if I took it more seriously, then, you know, it would look better. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And I give a lot of credit to one of my uh, relatives, my cousin, who would constantly influence me to keep going, even though like I would seem on the verge of giving up. So that's that's been like watching my growth personally, like being able to take a step back and think like okay well this is where I started and this is where I want to end up where am I now and seeing that improvement has been 
liberating in the sense where like now I don't really feel like there are any boundaries but I still like wouldn't yeah. be able to put like be in a classroom and do everything okay yeah so you you kind of mentioned this but like what are the stuff what are the themes that you try to convey in your art yeah. and like what draws you to them and if you're not you know there yet what do you intend to like ultimately convey through all through all the, yeah. the work that you're doing um so like I said when mm-hmm. I was in the, the my high school newspaper my freshman and sophomore year like I read an article about Emma Solkowitz um who is non-binary recently came out as non-binary but is constantly degraded and people use like the incorrect pronouns for them all the time in the news so I was a freshman in high school when I read this article about them um when they were sexually assaulted in their uh their dorm um by a close friend and that kind of prompted me to be like, well, this is a bigger issue. Like, yes, I'm a freshman in high school. I have however many years to graduate, but eventually I'm going to be in high school. And there might be obviously very similar problems like this. So I started writing about feminism, about rape culture, um, about, you know, like prominent issues, uh, gender issues specifically. And then I kind of also was kind of having an identity crisis um, going in uh, more or like about my sexuality. So I I'm I'm bi. I came out as bi my junior year of high school. And that was really difficult for me because I didn't really know like people's reactions to it. I'm I'm Mexican. My family is pretty traditional. I went to a, like a 99% Latinx high school. So like machismo cultures, patriarchy, all of that is like especially prominent and like especially I can only speak on like the Mexican culture but it's like prominent so like that's the kind of the stuff that I would write about and as I started painting more with practice I started realizing well instead of you know just painting like flowers or whatever that like obviously can be very beautiful but I wanted to paint something that related to me and I was already like very outspoken about women's issues gender issues um, and I wanted to maybe explore other outlets so I started kind of exploring what I can do about like what I can show about my own sexuality about what I think represents me my culture um so slowly I started using more of like what's kind of seemed as taboo so I do a lot of like um more feminine pieces I guess you can say painting uh women their bodies their facial features uh, which can often be confused as being overly sexualized um you know a lot of the time women are exposed to like they're kind of subjected to the male gaze so you know it's kind of like from a young age women are told to like um please men and their views about them um and everything you'd kind of have to construct your own personality or your own character based on what men think of you so I kind of decided like no like a lot a lot of these paintings yes someone may be a man I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna generalize but yeah yeah, people will assume that like there are sexual undertones to Mm -hmm. some of my work but it's not about the sexual undertones. It's about reclaiming those or the, the sexuality behind it um, and kind of using that power to uplift yourself and saying, like, no, yes, you might have an opinion about what this represents for you, but this is something different to me, and you can't take that away from me. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned that in the in the interview that yeah. we did uh, for the paper. And you also mentioned, I'm looking at it here, that there you not only – deal with those issues but also like personal issues like obviously they have to do with women's issues as well but like for example uh about anxiety there's a painting called the anxiety can you talk a little bit about like those kinds of issues too that you that you want to convey through your work yeah so i mean from a since i was young i struggled a lot with anxiety i 
I mean, everyone does to mm-hmm. a certain degree, but like the constant degrading of oneself is something that I struggled with so much. Um, I was published in the LA Times my sophomore year of high school, uh, an article about feminism and why I was a feminist at such a young age and why I started being an advocate for all these issues. And I got so much backlash, like so much backlash from grown men, like, (laughs) yeah, on the internet to the point where like I got an email from the advisor of um, the high school program that I was in that allowed me to be published in the first place saying like, I understand like you're a minor, like you, you know, you don't need to be seeing all this toxicity from like grown adults. Like, and they, it got to the point where like they disabled the comments. Um, so it got really bad, but you know, that, and I mean, just also issues with my sexuality, finding the right time to come out, how to do it, who to tell, um, all of that were issues that like were pressing to me. And then just family stuff. One of the reasons why I decided to do neuroscience, aside from the fact that I'm like really love biology is because uh, my grandmother had Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and that kind of influenced me to continue to probably, hopefully, crossing my fingers if I get this degree, um, to you know probably pursue a PhD, probably do research yeah. about neurodegenerative diseases. Um, so all of that anxiety of like my grandmother having Alzheimer's, you know, f- financial um, problems with my family coming out, you know, all this other turmoil in my life um, kind of was the biggest like a few of the biggest reasons why my anxiety was so bad um and why sometimes I still have my episodes um but luckily have been able to control them over time Mm -hmm. um but around the time that I did that painting which was two years ago Mm -hmm. I think yeah um I was really going through a tough time um so I decided like I need to use this as an outlet and it was uh, November, so it was around the time of Dia de los Muertos, mm-hmm. which is a really yeah. big thing in Mexico. And um, the painting is called La Ansiedad in Spanish, um, which basically, yeah, yeah like you yeah, said, translates anxiety. to anxiety. And um, it basically just depicts what I envision as myself, um, kind of when all eyes are on me, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, is kind of like what you tell yourself when you're anxious. Like, everyone is looking at me. What are they thinking about me? What are they saying? So there's like eyes, mouths, and people kind of look at it and take a step back because they're like, that looks freaking crazy like it looks super chaotic like yeah. I, it, like I <laughs> now that I'm like selling my art I have prints of my art so in my dorm in century where I live with my roommates they I was like can I please put one up on the wall and they're like that looks terrifying I don't want to look at it while <laughs> yeah. we're eating yeah. so I was like okay I understand <laughs> like that's fine <laughs> but um that's one of the, like the paintings that really means the most to me so I'm yeah. really glad that like I was able to actually go through with it and finish it because it means a lot yeah yeah Okay, so tell me a little bit about uh, Divine Femininity. The Yeah, that was the so whole, much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, if our other uh, arts A&E editor, Natalie, was here, she went, so yeah. she could be able to talk more about <laughs> it with you. But yeah, just tell me about how that whole experience uh, went down and, and maybe like give a little you know, intro, like what it is and, and what was the purpose of the, the whole uh, exhibit and everything. So yeah. you know, if anyone doesn't know about it, yeah. Uh, so um, Rayanne mm-hmm. uh, is also a student at USC. Yes. She put it together. She, When I got the pitch, I guess, of the art show, I got it from a friend um, who also had another friend do the art show. And he told me, like, I know, like, I haven't known you for long. I met him last semester. He said, like, I think this is something that you'd be really into. It has to do with femininity, like, exclu- like not exclusively, but, mm-hmm. like, um, specifically showcasing um, women artists, LGBTQ artists, who are kind of a lot, oftentimes underrepresented in the community. Um, which is often true and 
you know, that's one thing that really drew me to the art show was, yeah. okay, like, I already know personally I have these views, um, and, you know, they align kind of with what the art show is uh, aiming to promote and to encourage and to support, so I thought, like, why not? And it was my first art show. I had yeah. never done one before. I had literally just started my Instagram page and my mm -hmm. Etsy, like, over the summer, so I had no clue what to do, but um, over the summer I was also able to be interviewed by um, Claire Bashara, who's another artist, um, and she does her podcast specifically with supporting um, women artists, not mm -hmm. necessarily like um, has to do with like traditional artists, but just it can be like collaging or whatever, uh, fashion design. And um, she's an amazing artist, and she uh, also went to the show, so she was kind of gave me a few tips like don't overwhelm yourself. Like it'll be a busy space. It'll yeah. be a bunch of artists. Like don't try to focus too much on like the business side of it. Focus more on the networking mm -hmm. of it because. I took her advice and I met so many amazing artists and I told this um, to the person who interviewed me like I had never met so many incredible artists or had seen so many incredible artists especially women and LGBTQ artists in one room like the power <laughs> it was it was really like mm -hmm. I don't know it's just it, it very invigorating very like motivating mm -hmm. like I not gonna lie have been kind of stuck in a bubble of like what am I gonna do next I feel like a lot of that has to do with the fact that we came back to school so mm. I kind of like cranked my way through the summer with a paintbrush but like now I'm we're back on the grind and you know I have to focus more on my academics rather than like I guess my hobby mm -hmm. so it was really motivating to be there to know like yeah like every artist has you know their 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 moments where they don't really know what's next but like it's that's absolutely fine like go with the flow um do what feels right to you and those are words that i hopefully will not forget will take to heart because they've been helping me out so far i have a couple projects that I, hopefully i can get done before the semester finishes yeah so just kind of like starting to wrap up a little bit um what about those like upcoming projects what's like what's next for you basically yeah um i'm working on a project now I'm not exactly sure what it's called or what it's about. Mm -hmm. um, I just kind of sketched something out on a, on a canvas. It's going to be on a wooden canvas, mm -hmm. a wooden panel this time, which is a surface I've never worked with before. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's, again, going to be focused on femininity, uh, female bodies, kind of empowering uh, women uh, and, you know, kind of saying like there kind of like the not to conform to beauty standards mm -hmm. that it doesn't really matter what society says is beautiful because with like we have to kind of learn that beauty is within and um you know kind of along those lines so i'm really excited for those projects um i also have a couple commissions that i'm hoping to get cool. done yeah so that'll be fun that's fun yeah yeah, yeah. so just to finish up you, you kind of gave some a little bit already <laughs> but like what some advice that you would give to maybe someone also in your position who's like you know has academics like you said we're yeah. back on it we're back in the grind but also has like this nurturing this this hobby that maybe is a little more than a hobby sometimes yeah um well for me that's what it started off with yeah, a yeah. hobby so like i i don't know for me i say one word of advice is don't treat it as a hobby like mm -hmm. even if you kind of consider it to be something yeah. like that like if you know that it has significance to you don't just be like oh i'll get to it eventually um like if you really have the motivation or the inspiration to do something then do something because you know inspiration flies and it will go away and sometimes like sometimes i'll have an idea and then that'll deal kind of fade away because i didn't react to it in time so just take advantage of inspiration or motivation when it comes to you because sometimes it'll come to you in the most random of times yeah. Um, and you don't want that to fade away. And then also just take your time with it. I know a lot of the pieces that I do, I kind of rush through them. Most of the pieces that I have up or that I have finished, I finished in one day. 
because I once I start something I'll literally sit there for hours until I finish it Um, and because I started to use more oils now I've realized that that's not how you're supposed to do (laughs) something like that with oils you have to do a lot of layering Mm. so I just say take your time like breathe it through sometimes when you finish something and you realize like you hate it it's because you rush through it Mm. so take your time kind of if you're starting a new piece just make sure that you're doing it for you you're not doing it to please others and to just kind of accept that yeah. whatever you put on the canvas comes from you so yeah yeah oh that's really good <laughs> <laughs> yeah so thank you alexia thank for you. for for joining us um and we'll be back hopefully in two weeks with another episode is hosted by Issa Ugeti, produced and edited by me, Sean Flannelly, along with Natalie Bettendorf, Tomas Mier, Kate Sequeira, and Eileen Toe.